You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs podcast. And today I have Lisa Dunlap on with me from Nurse Your Soul. Lisa, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Katie. This is a pleasure. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. So why don't you start out by telling us uh, what kind of nurse? Tell us about your nursing career. How'd you get started and how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, I love that question. So I am currently today a palliative and hospice nurse practitioner in the community. I do house calls and I do that part-time in addition to my business. And I've been a nurse practitioner nine years and a nurse total about 15 years and long before that, I took a very non-conventional path. I grew up in Capitol Hill, Seattle. And so I was holistic and herbal and all things integrative long before I was a nurse. And so this was a path for me that seemed like, okay, I can get folks on the Western side of things and then convince convince them to, that there's a better holistic alternative way. That was the original plan. And so I always wanted to have a brick and mortar integrative practice. And I went to school in Hawaii just because if I was going to suffer through another degree, I was like, I want to surf and scuba dive and adventure. So that's always been a theme for me is living my life outside of nursing. And I just kind of, you know how it goes. You have a vision and then along the way you realize, okay, maybe that brick and mortar integrative practice is a lot more stressful than I'm ready to take on as baby one came and baby two came and burnout. And so the journey went from there. So really doing house calls was like my ticket for kind of having it all, like having mom life, now entrepreneur life and living within a schedule that worked for me. So it's like we have that idea of what we want. And then we kind of have to say, you know what, that's not working for me. And now I need to do what works for my family. So I love that you went to Hawaii for, <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. I did all my degrees in Philadelphia. Like, why didn't I just go somewhere else? <laughs> I didn't even have kids to, you know, <laughs> at the time anyway. Oh man, growing up in Seattle, I was like snowboarder and used to the mountains, but I'd done that for 20 plus years, already gone through a degree, was like a pre-naturopathic medicine degree. I was like, if I got to do this again, take on the debt, why not live it up? And sure enough, met my husband at a surf break. I spent my only little slivers of time because it was one of those accelerated, crazy, nutty programs surfing. That's really all I did whenever I wasn't working as a nurse in the community. And, you know, I always, I never took traditional, by the way, I want to say like, I never did what they said you should. One teacher told me in nursing school, you are going to be the worst nurse because you're already talking about energy healing and holistic things and you're going to fail. And thank God I didn't listen to him. When I got my like, who says thing, that? Who says that? That's so rude. Yeah. Well, they pulled me in the office and they're like, your NCLEX scores are not looking great. By the way, I was always a fantastic student, but there was a lot of things in nursing that just weren't aligning, which was for me, the hospital system from the get-go. And so when I got my first, like my highest paying inpatient nursing job, this is crazy, was a holistic nurse. I was paid to go around and do reflexology, clinical aromatherapy, healing touch, stress management. It was like a dream job. I just wanted to send that teacher the letter and like the paycheck. I didn't, but just to be like, really, really? 
Where was that hospital? I've never seen that come through. In Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the cardiac department. Let's be clear. It was an add-on service to bring people in. Everyone's a business. And they were like, ooh, come get surgery here. Because after surgery, you're going to get massage. And we had a massage therapist and we had like acupuncture. And it, it was really, really cool. That was probably one of my favorite nursing jobs. But mostly I stayed out of the hospital, psych, mental health geriatrics, little bit of primary care and never, never, never followed the, what you should do. It was a mission on my wall. Like, nope, I'm in this to help people and do it in the way where I can have longer visits. And that's like hospice geriatrics. You get an hour with patients. You um, talk story as we said in Hawaii in their homes. And, and that's really, I still love that. So the accelerated integrative practice was that, did you ever do anything with it or what, what happened with that? So the, well, the accelerated nursing degree was all just straight nursing. Oh, I, oh, 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 I see. I, I did very non-conventional as in like, I built my holistic practice on my own and just got certifications in like energy healing, mindfulness. And I always tell people that ask me how and why, did, what should I get? And I say, get what works for you. I, I found things that healed me and then I just went and got certified. And then just like we want to sell our best friend on a restaurant, you know, that we love, then you end up selling that tool because you know, it works. And so I really didn't do, and back then for 20 years ago, I don't know that functional medicine exists. And I'm not sure that there were a lot of integrative nurse pathways. Now it's, there's time. Right. right. I remember in 2017, that was the first time I had heard the word functional medicine, functional nutrition. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I have no, I've never heard of this term. Like somebody made this up. I'm like, it's a marketing term. <laughs> totally. I know. And everyone tells me you should go do it. And then I'm kind of like, well, it's almost like I already do it. You know, like there's like things you just kind of like entrepreneurship and like finding our expertise without getting more training. And that's not to minimize any training that anyone's ever gotten, but there's an element of like, do we need to add on more training or do we just do what inherently comes intuitive? Right. Right. And I mean, I, I am definitely guilty of that because I was the type of person that I just, I kept collecting degrees. I'm like, let me get uh, my, you know, my RM, my BSN, then let me get my MBA. Okay. Well, let me get my master's and then let me get a PhD and then let me get another right. master's and then let me get another master's. And you know, it's, it's ridiculous at some level and not, to, I can not even tell you about all the certifications that I had, but it was oh, yeah. like addictive. Like I couldn't stop, you know, and they didn't serve any purpose. And I kept looking for a purpose in that degree or certification that didn't exist because I didn't have a purpose. I love how you said that. That was beautiful. And I think that my, the, if, if I have the option to share a little about my burnout story, that's exactly, it's like you, you find yourself one day, like, I thought this is where happiness was. Like, this broke on <laughs> where <top."> is it? <laughs> yeah. Like I will, once I'm that geriatric nurse practitioner, badass that, you know, yeah, but I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't seeing my kids. I wasn't, so you have money, but you're not have time to spend it. Like, and then you have these letters past your name. Cool. Cool. But like, really on a day-to-day basis, if you're not health, if I, I wasn't healthy, I can speak about me. I wasn't healthy. I wasn't happy. And so then refining that purpose, refining that, like what lights me up, what gives me passion and how to help others was just foundational in starting my business. 
Okay. So let's, yeah, I want to work my way to there. So you were a nurse for nine years, oh, I'm sorry, 15 years. And when did you go to NP school and, and where did you do that? And what was your job at that point? Okay. Great question. Yeah. So I, I was a nurse for five years and in the community doing all the things and then knew I was going to be an NP, but I just wanted some experience, you know, and I worked as a nurse like a case management job that helped pay for my NP schooling was really smart, helped pay for it. And I was doing part-time school, full-time nurse. And this was pre-kids. And my husband had to sit there and wait. I'm like, I ain't getting married. I ain't getting pregnant. I'm doing this first. And poor guy, five years later. No. So, it, you know, that is what I did in Hawaii. Again, I got my master's. I loved it. I didn't want to leave. I mean, surfing on your breaks and scuba diving and you know, it's like a year round party. And it was fun to be in healthcare there. I think there were some differences and it fed my desire to help underserved communities and work globally. And I still haven't worked globally, but again, your dream changes. But one valley in Hawaii has dirt poor people and the next valley has uber rich. It's crazy. It's like nowhere else that I've been is like that and all diversities. And so you know, a diverse amount of cultures, what I meant to say. And so I took about two and a half years to get my adult geriatric NP kind of chucking along and then working in, I think then I started working in hospice and that's when geriatrics was like, Ooh, this is like very holistic. We're taking away meds and like, I can actually like hold their hand and like, you know, in hospice, there's a lot of holistic things. So I don't know if there was a two-part question there. Well, the two-part question, I guess, would be, so you were doing this. At what point did you say, oh, I'm going to start a business? <laughs> <laughs> you just get right to it. Yeah. So that's a great question. It, it wasn't during school, but I want to add in here for any new nurses in your audience, burnout, in my opinion, begins and the lack of ability to care for ourselves, you know, like we can think of the big burnout, like really, truly sick, which I did get to, but even just that, like those micro like stressors and that high achieving mentality, it began in school, like the do, do, do the bragging on the unit for how many shifts and who hasn't taken PTO, you know? And so it, it, the burnout for me, the rock bottom didn't happen until 2020, right before the pandemic. So my story is like probably like a lot of nurse practitioners and moms in healthcare. But looking back, like Steve Jobs says, you can connect the dots and go, oh my God, I was starting to burn out in school, you mm -hmm. know? And so the actual offense was physical debilitating pain, like 40th birthday. I wasn't quite like you in getting all these degrees and certifications, but I was the like, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to work full time. I'm going to like mom the kids. I'm going to be in all the moms, like doing too much. And I just couldn't run this half marathon. There was no injury. And the next day I woke up and I couldn't walk. I literally, my hips and back were giving out. Pandemic hadn't hit yet. And so then I went on this journey of being the patient, looking for medical answers. It wasn't stress. No, no, no. It was physical and lots of injections. And then they put me in a box chronic pain med seeker. I'm like chronic. You guys haven't even figured <laughs> out the cause of it. And I can't even go to work or take care of my kids, you know? So that was cool to be experiencing what some of our patients do. Right. And that was a journey, another story really, but that was kind of the beginning. And so on and off work disability, 
They couldn't really find answers. Something with my SI joint. We don't really know. Pandemic hits. All the signs are happening for me. Irritability, insomnia, dreading going to work, fear, anxiety through the roof because I'm going into five nursing homes a day in different PPE and different COVID requirements and little kids at home, childcare falling through, two-year-old and a five-year-old at the Mm. time. Not a lot of supports. And when your identities are kind of being stripped, like the athlete, the mom, the the NP, because you're injured, the there's a lot of like wake up going on and inner work going on of what am I worth without all these titles? And that, that was wake up number two, besides the, you know, the journey with the doctors and being the patient. And then I got this call on the way to the mountain. We were going to do a family ski trip. Our last kind of ditch thing before Seattle was like lights out, stay at home in COVID. And I was well enough to do that. And it, the doctor said, can you sit down? Do you have a minute? And I just Everything went quiet. It was my OBGYN. I just tunnel vision to my past, my future. And she said, we found a grapefruit-sized solid mass in your ovary. We think that's what's been causing all your pain. Well, one, one hand, I felt relief, like I'm not crazy. On the other hand, it was like, wow, I'm a hospice nurse practitioner, ovarian cancer, very deadly, very quick, very silent killer. So that moment... I did something I'd never done. Someone who suffered from anxiety and depression, victim mentality. Normally, I would go down the path of freak out, rush back to the doctor. And I literally asked myself in this moment, what do I need to feel nurtured? And as the doctor was saying, can you come to the doctor's office right now? And we really think this is, you know, urgent. And I'm like, looking at my body, I'm like, dealing with this for months. I'm not bleeding my family's going to pretty much my favorite place on earth, the top of a mountain for a ski trip. We had the nanny with us. I mean, it was like a dream. And I just said, no, I'll wait. We can, the stress can wait. I'll be there in three days. I'm not bleeding. And I just had this beautiful change and wake up where I spent the weekend saying and thinking, okay, maybe I'm dying, but where else would I rather be? Who else do I want to spend moments with? Do I want to be skiing down this mountain, snowboarding, teaching my two-year-old? Yes. And I don't need to freak out. I can choose my thoughts. I can't control the pandemic. I can't control what's going on in my body, which I thought I could. I can control my mind and my heart. And that was just amazing wake up for me. And so fast forward, because I know we got you know limited time, about three months of waiting for answers. Three months of them saying, you know, well, pandemic, um, Seattle. So oncology shingles are closing and doctors and surgery wards are all. So, you know, I think it was about eight weeks before I advocated. I used two health systems against each other. Well, I'm going down to the other one. If you can't give me the CA-125 test, seriously, you know, so finally I got that. And that was negative. And hey, don't get me wrong. I'm human. There were moments of breathing through a bag. I thought it was metastasizing to my back and my neck. And my husband and I were like, you know, I'm like, it's I'm dying. And he's like, no, you're not. We don't even know what this is. You know, like I'm human. And then there were these moments again of, do I want to be in despair, stuck in my house with my kids in a pandemic with very little tools to use? 
Or could I start practicing mindfulness, self-compassion, just like going to my yoga mat every day and asking myself, what do I need? Not like, do I need a six pack of abs, force myself to do yoga, but like lay on the floor and rest. Or could I envision this going away and just turning healthy? And could I get a whole team of people envisioning? Like how, what can I do with what I've got? Could I go outside barefoot in the grass and engage my senses? So these were the tools I used. So we get the cancer negative and they say, well, sit tight. Surgery wards are closed. If you, if it bursts, if it torsions, don't come in. It's a freak show in the ER, you know, and you're like, what? Like, are we a third world country? No, but you know, COVID. So I had a lot of pain. I had a lot of moments of scary pain in the middle of the night. And it, again, this opportunity to choose joy, to choose a better thought. And this was just profound. And so they went into for surgery three months later, and there was just nothing there. This 11 centimeter solid mass had completely disappeared, not an imprint, not a sign of it. I mean, they were like five sets of eyes. They thought they got my medical records wrong. You know, they didn't. So they took you into the OR, opened you up and saw nothing there and probably freaked out, started yelling at each other. We got the wrong patient, the wrong side, (laughs) something. Totally. I mean, my doctor came out. I'm like, so you took on my ovaries. She's like, no. And I was mad. I'm like, why not? You said you were. There was nothing to take out. And she, of course, she said the literature wouldn't support this. The literature says maybe in three months with some hormones they put me on, we could shrink it a centimeter. And she's like, I don't know what happened. And I just, my inner knowing was like, oh my, it just all clicked. It's like stress and years of like this high achiever ego, it's ego. I need to do, I need to do like peeled all the layers away to like the raw core of like, be present, be with your children, laugh, find gratitude. And I had healed. And this community of people and support. And, you know, in the end, even if people don't believe my, my husband's still like, they got your records wrong. It doesn't matter. That's what I made it mean for me. Right. And I believe in cancer. I'm a palliative nurse practitioner and it's not always under our control or spiritual control. But in my case, I believed it was. And overnight I told my husband, I'm quitting my high paying NP job, made more than half our income. I was like, I'm going to help women in healthcare restore and revive themselves, thrive, find abundance, reconnect to their passions. And I don't know what I'm called yet. And that's how Nurse Your Soul began about two and a half years ago. My husband then probably had a heart attack. He's, <laughs> he's just now two and a half years like recovering. Like, okay, maybe I'm on board with you. So, All right. So do you remember just waking up one day and saying, you know, I want to teach other people about this or, I mean, where did you come up with the name? Like, how did you decide what you were going to do and how you were going to help people? Yeah. So that, I mean, literally it's, it's not a lie that like, I think I tried to go back to work once and it was funny. I, I started getting then reflux. It was almost like this ball of fire moving around. And, then, and like, I drove around the office for an hour. I never did that. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I couldn't go in. And I, I still loved being a nurse practitioner. It just wasn't the right time. And so, yeah, I was like, I listened to my inner voice that I had kept down. My gifts are useful elsewhere. It's okay. It's risky. I will make the same salary eventually. And I will make help many more. And again, I 
didn't know what I was yet. But yes, I invested right away. I got a business group coaching. It wasn't even related to nursing. I didn't know I was going to coach nurses specifically yet. It was a journey. And my money mindset was very <laughs> struggled. So in investing in myself was very challenging. And it's gotten better and better and better the more I've invested. And I'm not just saying that as a sales pitch, but it it levels up my ability of what I put in and what I want for my return and how I show up and build my confidence. And then, yeah, at first it was like self-compassion connections was the title. And, you know, I just learned more about branding and how, okay, that's cool. I teach self-compassion, but nobody really cares the how if you're going to get them there. It's the who they're going to become. And so nursing your soul is about nursing your soul with things you love and giving back to the world while you're healing yourself. And then, you know, as I've done burnout coaching, it's been fantastic. And I came to find many nurses and nurse practitioners said, well, I want to do what you're doing. I don't want to just learn how to stay at the bedside. I actually want to kind of get out of the bedside. And so then in the last six months, it's evolved into helping nurses, nurse practitioners build their own virtual businesses, you know, and through the journey of healing. Okay. And so uh, what was kind of like the the typical person or like the first couple of clients that came to you? What was that like to work with those people? How were you feeling about working with them? And what were some of the challenges you came up with? Wow, that's a big question. Yeah, they'll break so, it up a little bit. <laughs> so what was it like for me or what kind of client came to me? Well, what kind of client came to you to start with? Yeah, I'd say it hasn't changed much. I'll be honest. Like, so my, it has most what I found and I think many entrepreneurs will find this. You may not know exactly who your target niche is until you start working with them, right? And so I had to learn from them what I was actually giving them. The word burnout probably drew them in. But honestly, the type of client that came to me was a lot like me three years ago, feeling exhausted, dreading going to work, tired of the system, lacked confidence to speak their truth and set boundaries in their home and at work didn't know how to nurture themselves, had forgotten how, thought it was this like grandiose thing that you add to the to-do list, but really it can be these moments throughout the day, doing too much, high achiever, low self-worth, and wanting more, wanting to live their passion, wanting to live their dream life. And when I say dream life, I'm not talking about the yacht and the million dollar home. I'm talking about like a dream day like they just wanted to sleep in or like go to work at their leisure or have a flexible schedule. And I would say, you know, 50% that came to me right off the bat started like quitting their job and going into building their business. I just would, I would then refer them to someone to help them build their business. And you asked what it was like for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think at the beginning it was, a journey of understanding how much I could help them and what that was worth. So obviously my pricing was really low and I think coaching came naturally for me. You and I talked about this before, and I think it's great when people go and get coaching certifications. I just felt for me, it was unnecessary. I really needed more business coaching. And that's where I've invested all my time and money, my networking and my business. And so I felt like, hey, I can coach people. I, I I can help people. We do that as nurses and nurse practitioners. And I just lit up. I just, it was like healing for me, like doing this, 
coaching people. I just like, I felt on a high and I still do. And that was a clue, like you're in the right place. Right. And it was a clue that the money would follow. It wasn't, it may not come this minute, but the money would follow. And so those were some of the things and there's been struggles of course, but. So, and where did those first clients come from? How did you start marketing? Like where, you know, where did, was there a specific place you were going to find these people or to help them hear your message? Great question. I think, and it's changed a lot. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was like throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? So I was like, I'm just going to hold workshops. And little did I know, here I am two and a half years later, I'm like, whoa, that's actually a funnel. Okay. I didn't know that. I just was holding workshops, cheap, low ticket workshops. And then I would offer a free coaching call. I just kind of did that. I didn't know that people actually, that's a method. And I was, again, at first not drawing in specifically nurses, and I'm I'm probably it was funny to, to start with nurses, my clients, because I didn't actually have a ton of nurse, nurse practitioner friends. Like I was the mom who went to work and quickly went home, right? And so I started a Facebook group, Burnout to Bliss. Now it's Burnout to Boss Babe. And through that, I had people drop their email. This is probably something you teach, but it was a great funnel. Drop your email, get your freebie enjoy my Facebook group. And then I did, at first, I didn't understand relationship building. So I just got lucky, I think, with people who were on sales calls with me, ready to buy. And then as the journey unfolded and I started you know, growing and scaling, I was like, okay, it's really about building relationships and also learning how to help them overcome their own objections and limiting beliefs. Awesome. So where are you now with this business? So we're a couple of years in, what is kind of your big vision for what it's going to be and what you want? And that doesn't necessarily mean you want it to be a billion dollar business because a lot of nurses think that, you know, I'm asking if they want more. I'm just, what would make you happy? What is your dream life with this business? I love that question. I would love to continue doing it virtually and a little bit more in person. I love speaking on stages. I love offering corporate wellness. I do a little bit of that. And I love one-on-one and group coaching. Right now, I'm launching a group program for nurses who want to go from bedside to abundance. And I really want that to succeed and be like my signature program. And I'm currently making about half my salary, but I put in about 10 or 15 hours a week. So if you do the math, that that is kind of like a six-figure business. I'm not doing it full-time. And I, at this moment, it's nice. I like the balance. And I think eventually, yeah, I'd like to scale full-time into my business. It's just for my family, what works and having benefits and having some steady income, which I think is really important when you're getting started has been really profound in helping me scale. So yeah, yeah, I'd like it to get, I'd eventually like it to replace my income, but not in a stressful way. Like in a way where I can like still work 20 hour weeks and still have flexibility and enjoy my time off. Like you and me were talking, we can just as easily overwork in our business as we did at the bedside. And so I really appreciate having time to surf, go to a fitness class, go volunteer in my daughter's class. Those things are more meaningful to me than the money. 
and eventually, yeah, travel more. And so I'm just, I'm starting to do that more this year and going to more opportunities, you know, with my mastermind and that kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, I, you had mentioned the dream life and, you know, I had that epiphany, I guess, a couple of years ago, because I was always just kind of like, you know, just like I was in nursing in the business, like, go, 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 make more money, make more money. And I'm like, what is, what is the point? Like, what do I really like to do? What I really like to do is hang out with a glass of wine and a bottle and a book, right? And read and watch the waves come in. Like, how much does that cost? <laughs> you know, like, how much does that bottle of wine have to cost before I'm going to be happy with it? You know, I love that image. <laughs> like, because I love beach walks. We moved across the country as a stepping stone from high ticket Seattle to lower ticket beach town in North Carolina for that reason. My mm-hmm. husband and I said, we want beach walks. We want to grow this business. We don't want to be chained to 50 hour work weeks, the both of us. And I totally agree. Like when I, like I haven't been to the beach this week, I'm like, what's wrong? Oh, that's wrong. (laughs) Slow it down. mm -hmm, Right. And keeping those values. And then of course I want to help other nurses just like you really see their potential and see how they can help people away from the bedside and, you know, reconnect to what they love. You know, for me, that's surfing. That's not for you probably, but you know, toes in the sand, we have that in common. And so I think it's really fun to see nurses remember what they used to do for fun and adventure. Yeah. I love this. All right, Lisa. So if people want to get in touch with you, learn more, uh, join your course, like what should they do? Awesome. I love this question. So the best place to find me is on Facebook at, I have a nurse your soul page, or you can go to Lisa Dunlap. And then I have a free Facebook group that is called Burnout to Boss Babe for females in healthcare. So there's lots of content you can see about my offers. And then I have a great freebie. We'll put the link in that it's a workbook and then it's a recorded workshop and it's five steps to scale to your 5K months in your virtual business. And I think it's really fantastic for a great place to get started for anyone who's curious about that. And where do they get that? I'll, well, I'll drop the link for that. I think okay. that's probably the easiest way. Or right. you can just like find me on Facebook, message me. I'm also on Instagram at Nurse Your Soul. And I think it's in my link tree there. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure the links are in the show notes. So uh, take a look, download that. I'm going to download it as soon as I get that link. So <laughs> thank you, Lisa, so much for being on the show with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.